Welcome to Living in Liberty Podcast. This is Pastor Jason from Salem Baptist Church. Thank you for tuning in. Please subscribe and share this with a friend. Now for today's podcast. On Living in Liberty, our topic today is a hot topic indeed. The topic is why Christians should say no to alcohol. Years ago, it was um, February the 14th. In fact, it was 2010. I was pastoring in Smith County, and on Valentine's Day, um, I was. it was a Sunday, and I was heading into the pulpit, and our sound and media person, Kenny Hughes, said, he said, Jason, he said, what, uh, what's your topic today? He was wanting to build the images that were on the screen. Of course, he's thinking I'm going to preach on love because it's Valentine's Day, and I said, no, I said, I'm preaching on alcohol and the believer, and uh, well, he just kind of had a chuckle there for a minute because he, he knew that um, I had a short leash from the Lord where I really um, just don't give in to just preaching about a holiday just because it's, you know, Valentine's Day or whatever. And so I really felt burdened to, to preach this type of sermon. In fact, I preached this sermon due to the fact I believe that many Christians have a non-biblical view toward alcohol. I've also discovered many preachers are soft on this subject. I'm talking absolutely soft. Not all preachers, but many preachers are soft on this alcohol topic. And uh, they, they, some of them hold a view that as long as you don't get drunk or you know, drinking in moderation is okay. Friends, I do not hold that view at all. And so today we're going to build the case for why. Now, after reading the Bible... At least 10 to 12 times over these last 20 years, I, I can quickly say that alcohol, alcohol has no place in the life of a believer or really anyone for that matter. In fact, the Bible would also counsel us to stay away from mind-altering or faculty-altering drugs um, that can impair judgment. Things like smoking marijuana has no place in the life of a believer. It is an entry drug. I know that there's medicinal purposes behind it, and, and some would argue that. But, friends, most people are not using it that way. Most people are using it to take the edge off. It's mind-altering, and it, and it dulls the fact, faculties. And I think it's in this same boat with alcohol. It's something that a believer definitely has to stay away from. In fact, I, hope, I would hope that everyone would stay away from it. But now, today I want to share with you some of the notes from that message back in 2010, and I've talked on this subject a number of times since then, but I want to share some things that will hopefully help a, um, maybe you're a Christian and you're listening to this podcast today and you're one um, that would like to justify casual drinking. Uh, you don't see a problem with having a few beers on the weekend or whatever, and uh, or maybe having a martini or something like that, and you just... You, you feel like it's okay. You don't feel a lot of guilt from that. And um, maybe today I can help you with this subject. Um, maybe you're someone listening today and you're a, you're a Christian and you definitely um, are, are an abstainer. You're someone that says alcohol has no place in, in your life or anyone's life. And, and maybe these are going to be talking points that you can use as you, as you talk or witness to other people. Maybe you're here today listening to this and you have a problem with alcohol. And you're wondering if God can help you with it. And the answer is yes, God can help you with that. And um, he doesn't want it in your life. He knows how destructive it is. And today I think most people would say they know that it's destructive. But today you're not going to hear Washington, D.C. or the Hollywood crowd or these um, pro athletes that like to jump on all these social justice issues. And there's a lot of issues out there to talk about. No one, no one's talking about how damaging alcohol is. No one, it's almost like it's everyone's little vice that they have, and no one's going to be saying that alcohol is bad. You remember years ago when they come out with this um, 
with the smoking bans, and they come out with trying to get teenagers to not smoke. And, and you know, t- today s- smoking is something that is really looked down upon, and so they, they made some headway in helping people understand the dangers of smoking. I keep waiting for everyone to jump on and, you know, a no-alcohol ban, or, you know, where we say alcohol is bad for you, but the Hollywood crowd's not going to do that. They like that vice. I think Washington, D.C., for the most part, likes that vice. I know that our president says he does not drink alcohol. He had a brother that was an alcoholic, and so he, he says he does not drink alcohol at all. Hats off to him for that. Um, but, but Washington, D.C. is not going to pick up this mantle and run with it. Um, Hollywood's not going to do that either. And what's sad is the church. The church, for the most part, is silent on this subject, or they're very soft, or they're very liberal on this subject. And so with all that said, I want to share a few of my notes from 2010, and I want, us to take us, I want to take us back to the Old Testament, and I want to take us to the priesthood in the Old Testament. In Leviticus chapter 10, verses 9 through 11, we find God giving some instructions to the priest as they were to come in and out of the tabernacle, in and out of his presence, where they served him. Also, they were in a position of teaching and leading others, and God is speaking to this issue of alcohol. Leviticus 10, 9 through 11. The Bible says, Do not drink wine or intoxicating drink, you nor your sons with you, when you go into the tabernacle of meeting, lest you die. It shall be a statute forever throughout your generations, that you may distinguish yourself between holy and unholy, and between clean and unclean, and that you may teach the children of Israel all the statutes which the Lord has spoken to them by the hand of Moses. Now, here we have God commanded that the priest refrain from drinking wine or intoxicating drink in order that they might teach God's people the difference between holy and unholy, clean and unclean. Now, so, so when you think about this, he doesn't want their faculties dulled as they come and they serve him. He doesn't want them setting the wrong example. Um, he, he doesn't want an intoxicated priest trying to teach people because it would come off as alcohol is okay or or altering your faculties is okay he really cared about the example that they set and what they taught everyone else now when you fast forward to the new testament you find that as followers of jesus christ as we are in christ we have become priest in fact peter in first peter talks about the priesthood of the believer and we find that in the new testament in first peter chapter 2 beginning at verse number 1 Peter writes this, Therefore, laying aside all malice, all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and all evil speaking, as newborn babes, he says, Desire the pure milk of the word, that you may grow thereby, if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is gracious. He says, Coming to him as to a living stone, rejected indeed by men, but chosen by God and precious, you also, as living stones, are being built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. So, so here we have Peter talking about us serving as royal priests, the priesthood of the believers. He's not just talking about preachers here. He's talking about everyone that's in Christ is part of the priesthood um, and that we serve the Lord Jesus Christ and we bring sacrifices before him. We serve him. And it's not just going in and out of the tabernacle. Uh, in and out of God's presence, now the Holy Spirit of God lives within us, so you and I are serving the Lord, and we're in His presence 24-7. Now, Peter also says in 1 Peter 2, verse 9 and 10, 
He says, but you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, who once were not a people, but are now the people of God, who had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. So, so here we have Peter again in a handful of places there in this epistle. He's talking about this priesthood of believers and how you and I are serving the Lord and how he's called us out of an old life and into a new life. And this mandate that we find back in the Old Testament in Leviticus, it carries over into the New Testament, into the people of God even today, because you and I are serving the Lord. We, the body of Christ, listen, we are in Christ Jesus, and our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. So you and I no longer have this uh, benefit, or really, we're not in a situation, rather, where we are in the presence of God and out. Like in the Old Testament, the priest would walk into the tabernacle, into the presence of God, and then back out, in and out, in and out, as he served, in and out. We do not serve the Lord that way today. Now, we go in and out of the church building, but you and I, we are the church. Our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit of God lives within us. The presence of Christ is in us. We are in the Lord's presence 24-7. So as you go back to the Old Testament, he says to these priests, he says, Hey, listen, as you come in and out of the Lord's presence, God said, don't have wine, don't be drinking wine, don't have intoxicating drink. And certainly from a teaching standpoint, it's not good. Don't do that. But now today... You and I are in the presence of the Lord 24-7. Listen, if you're a Christian, there's not a moment in the day that you're not in the presence of Jesus Christ. And even though you and I don't think of it as we're serving him 24-7, but the truth is we are serving the Lord. We are in his presence. We are this priesthood. Now you tell me, you know, is there a relation here? Can a believer today actually think it's okay to dull their faculties with alcohol and think the Lord doesn't care about that? I mean, we're in his presence. I mean, if Jesus walked, if a physical presence of Jesus walked into your house, you and I would, we'd alter our behavior. We would act like something's different. But here's the thing. Christ Jesus, he is in your life and mine. So we're not waiting for some physical presence of Jesus. Listen, spiritually speaking, we're in the presence of Christ 24-7 because he lives within us. And so, to, to willfully alter our mind or our faculties by drinking alcohol or smoking marijuana. And people say, well, Brother Jason, it just takes the edge off. Listen, when we, take, when we say we need alcohol to take the edge off, we are saying that we need alcohol to help us with something that God is supposed to help us with. Also, too, we're supposed to uh, grow in self-control. It's part of the fruit of the Spirit. When we say that we need alcohol to take the edge off, we're also saying that, that, that you know what, I don't have self-control, and self-control is not going to be able to help me right now, therefore I, I need this alcohol. Friends, we're substituting that in the place of God. And we're, we're acting as if God can't help us cope with the pressures of this life. Now listen, there are pressures, don't hear me wrong, there are pressures, but nowhere in the Bible would God want you and I to run to alcohol or marijuana or something like that to dull our faculties to help you and I cope with the pressures of the day. He doesn't want us to do that. In fact, in Ephesians 5, we find that we are called to be filled with the Spirit. Now, Ephesians 5.18 says, Do not be drunk with, with wine, in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. And, then, and, that, and that's perhaps the argument for some people. That's so, Brother Jason, I believe the Bible says that we can drink, but we shouldn't get drunk, is what people will say. Friends, here's the thing. We are to be filled with the Spirit. We are to be led by the Spirit. 
you and I cannot be filled with the Spirit and be led by the Spirit and at the same time dull our faculties and allow alcohol to dull our faculties to the point where we're impaired. And people say, well, I don't know if I ever get to that place. And listen, here's the, here's the thing about how much alcohol actually impairs a person. You go state to state and you research the, um, what the legal alcohol content is in, in, in the blood. You start looking from state to state. States cannot even agree on this. They can't agree. Also, is the guy that's drinking the alcohol, is he fat? Is he skinny? Is it a little a woman? Is it a, is it a bigger man? They cannot figure it out. But they just know that, you know what, alcohol impairs us. And friends, there's no way as a believer you and I should be serving the Lord. Certainly as the Holy Spirit of God indwells us, we should not be partaking of alcohol, strong drink. We should not be doing that at all. It has no place in our lives. Now here it is. Peter's writing this as the priest to the believers. He's writing this in his epistle. Peter, knowing that the Holy Spirit indwells believers. Peter, knowing that our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Peter, knowing that we are to be Christ-like. Peter, knowing that we are following in the pattern of Christ, who is our great high priest. He calls us the church, the believers, the Christians. He calls us a holy priesthood in verse number 5. And then in verse number 9, Peter calls us a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's own special people, so that we might proclaim his praises. And he talks about the fact also that God has called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. We have been called out of darkness. We are now in the light. And we are now considered by God priests as a royal priesthood that serves God continually, continually in his presence due to the fact that the Holy Spirit lives within us. In Christ, we are all priests, on duty, serving the Lord 24-7. And with that, I would say, alcohol has no place in the life of a priest. And we're all priesthood. In the priesthood of the believers is Christ Jesus has saved us. We are in this royal priesthood. We are all part of the body of Christ. This has no place in your life or mine. It doesn't. Now, for the person who will say, yeah, but, yeah, but, I would say this. Get in your Bible and read this Bible. I tell you what, better yet, even spend time in prayer. By the way, prayer is the most spiritual thing that you can do. Is when you kneel or you bow your head before the Lord and you call on the Lord is the most spiritual act of worship that we have. And that is talking to the Lord. And if you're a born-again believer, you just ask the Lord, say, Lord, you know what? I heard this preacher on a podcast talk about alcohol and how I shouldn't partake of it. Lord, do you want me to partake of alcohol? Is this something I should refrain from? I'm telling you, if you get serious about praying about that, you're going to find that the Lord's going to give you the answer that sounds just like the Word of God because He gives us the Word of God. And friends, this preacher that's talking to you, you know, whether I know you a lot or know you a little, or maybe I don't know you at all and you've subscribed to our podcast, I want to challenge you to get in the Bible and to get in a, a time of prayer with the Lord. And here's the thing, friends. We've got a lost and dying world out there that sees Christians partaking of alcohol or marijuana or whatever, they see Christians partaking of these things, and they perhaps are wondering if the God that we say that we're following is really real. Because they know what this means. Listen, most people would say alcohol is dangerous. It absolutely can hurt, and it has problems with alcohol. Most people would say that. What, what does it look like for a lost person that doesn't know Christ to see a believer partaking of alcohol? I mean, what does that look like? Would Jesus do that? And people give me the argument, would Jesus turn water into wine and all of these things? Listen, just study that deeper. Study the reason why 
that that they were drinking wine and the type of wine in the New Testament. Just study that a little, just a little while, and you're going to find out that 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 argument is just old, and the argument is not it's not valid. Um, I mean, we're talking about the issue of just having water that was even drinkable at that time, uh, ha- having to get hydrated through some form of wine. It's not like we have today. Certainly not Jack Daniels Distillery down here in Lynchburg, not pumping that out. That's not what they had in the Bible at all. Just study it for just a little bit and find out that, you know what, that the Lord really doesn't want us to have alcohol in our lives. Now listen, today I know I'm talking to all kinds of people probably talking to some people that say brother jason i'm right there with you on this subject and i've been telling people that for years that i want to challenge you to keep on sharing that message i think this is a huge problem in the body of christ as a whole across the globe i think it's a huge huge problem and friends i don't know about you i want to see lost people get saved i don't want to cause them to stumble i don't want them to say you know what how in the world can you preach jesus but then you go out and you partake of a six-pack on your way home and drive impaired. I just don't want someone saying that about us. Listen, that's a mixed signal that we're sending if we're doing those things. And so today, the challenge is say no to alcohol. Just say no to it. There's other alternatives. Biblically speaking, in the New Testament, they didn't have a lot of alternatives. Today, we got everything in the world that a person can hydrate with, if you will, uh, other than a beer or wine or whatever. There's so many options out there. Why in the world would you and I choose something that would cause us to be impaired. Why would we do that? Friends, that's Living in Liberty today. I hope that this was a blessing to you. Uh, Share this podcast with a friend and uh, do your Bible research on this topic. And uh, send me a comment, uh, jasonlohorn at gmail. Send me an email and uh, visit us online at sbcliberty.com. Thank you for tuning in today and God bless and take care.